0: We are talking about the F word today, as in fiduciary. It's a clean show. We talk about money here. Apparently, RIAs are playing down fiduciary standards online, according to Investment News. It is Monday, October 5th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City.
1: And coming to you from my mom's that finished basement in Palm Springs, California, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihi.
0: Here on Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines, added the insights and wisdom of our fantastic cast of thought leaders. And we mix in some questions and comments from our money friends, and leave you with a takeaway to make it your own.
1: Bobby, today we're going to dive into something that uh, is going to draw on my background as a financial planner. I still keep up with some of the industry rags, and today's headline kind of disgusted me. So I thought, you know what? Really? (laughs) Yeah, we. I was wondering why you picked this headline, Mm, Joe. It's strange. Mm. Let's stop foreshadowing and we'll get into it. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's interesting discussion. Hey, this is Chris from Popcorn Finance. We'll
0: supply the coffee. They'll supply the headlines. That's why I listen to Money With Friends.
1: All right, today's piece comes to us from Investment News. And as I alluded to earlier, this is an industry uh, website for uh, people in the financial planning, financial advising industry. It's written by Mark Schaff Jr. Uh, Mark writes this headline. He says, forget the F word. Registered investment advisors play down fiduciary standard online. He says, many registered investment advisory firms are not touting the fiduciary standard they must meet when providing investment advice, a fiduciary advocate has found. A review of 45 fee-only registered investment advisors by the Institute for the Fiduciary Standard shows 14 of them mention the term fiduciary on their website homepages, while 11 of them don't cite the term anywhere on their websites. The survey found 33 mentioned fiduciary on the internal web pages. Smaller firms tend to hold out as fiduciaries more than large firms, according to the survey. Two of the 10 largest firms with assets under management between $10 billion and $20 billion, and eight of 15 to the smaller firms with 350 million assets under management or less mentioned fiduciary on their home pages. In addition, 12 of the firms describe themselves as fee-only on their home pages, and 31 do so on interior pages. The research used information from an investment use data news database to select firms for the review, which did not include interviews with firm officials. Uh, in a webinar last Tuesday, the Institute also formally bestowed its Frankel Fiduciary Prize on Ron Rhodes, Associate Professor of Finance and Director of the Personal Finance Planning Program at Western Kentucky University. The low profile for the fiduciary standard reflects... RIA firm's reaction to recent investment advice regulations, said Newt Ronstadt, president of the Institute for the Fiduciary Standard. Bobby?
0: Rostad asserts the Securities and Exchange Commission's Regulation Best Interest, the new Broker Advice Standard, has blurred the line between brokers and investment advisors who continue to be governed by the fiduciary standard. ROSTAD and other fiduciary advocates argue the fiduciary standard is stronger than Reg B-1 in curbing conflicts of interest. SEC Chairman Jay Clayton maintains that Regulation B-1 raises the broker standard from previous suitability and is a significant advance in investor protection quote the sec has convinced investors there's not a dime's worth of difference between brokers and advisors the fact that firms don't highlight fiduciary prominently on their websites quote tells us something I think about how the market has reacted to perhaps what we've seen in regulation in terms of trying to erase the significance of fiduciary. Still, Rostad said fiduciary advice is growing in popularity in the marketplace. Fiduciary and or fee-only branding is winning with smaller advisors, Rostad wrote in an email, with other advisors not highlighting on their homepage it is a combination of complacency and misunderstanding what the SEC has done, brought on by two good business times. That's interesting.
1: I think that I think it's interesting in so many ways. I agree with you. I think that um, you know the first thing I wondered to myself when I saw this headline was why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you say right. so? People that don't know what a fiduciary is, this is a term that you really want to know when you're working with financial professionals. Ask the question specifically, are you fiduciary? Because a s- fiduciary has to work with something that isn't suitable, just suitable. Suitability is a standard the brokerage industry uses. Suitable means I'm not doing any harm. It doesn't mean I'm doing the best thing. It means I'm doing no harm. Fiduciary is a step up from that that says, I'm doing what I attest is what I think is the best thing for you. This There is nothing better in this strategy. So if I'm a fiduciary, that's the way I have to act. If I'm working in suitability standards, then I can do something that I think is 95% correct. I know there's something better out there, but this one pays me, right? So I definitely prefer fiduciary over suitability. But I ask myself, I'm like, why don't firms do this? And like this piece said, why don't big firms do this in particular? And I think it's this. I think it's that the term fiduciary is still, and it says it in this piece, the, the term fiduciary is still confusing to so many people. When these big firms are trying to, you know, gather more assets and have more people hire them, they're like, I don't want to put these confusing terms on my webpage. I'm just going to leave it to, we're great, we'll help you a lot. Yes, we are fiduciary, but we, we don't feel the need to sell this.
0: Yeah, and maybe they don't want to promote that as a standard because maybe they're working behind the scenes to maybe make it not the standard anymore. Maybe they're hoping it sort of goes away. I don't know, and they don't want people to ask about it. And I, I did want to add, so in practice, what it would mean if, if you were working with a suitable versus fiduciary. So if you came into a broker and you said, I want to diversify and I want to buy some, uh, a mutual fund that's an emerging markets fund. And let's say at the morning meeting that morning, they all were told, well, you get a big commission if you sell this particular emerging market fund. And that one happened to be more expensive for consumers, for investors, and another one that actually had better returns and a better outlook, and maybe it was less expensive and a better fit for you. If you said you wanted an emerging markets fund, they could sell you the one that had the better incentive for them because it was suitable. It was what you asked for. It was what you said you wanted in your portfolio versus if they were a fiduciary, they had to pick the one that was only, only based on best for you, not based on what the commission was.
1: Well, and here's the other problem. You can be a fee only planner and, and and do it in an assets under management way. Meaning, I don't charge you, Bobby, uh, a set fee, you know, $1,000, $5,000, $500, $200, whatever it is. I'm not doing that. Instead, I say, listen, you move your money over to me and it's a 1% fee. Those people right. are still considered to be a fee-only advisor. Even right. though versus commissioned. Yes, even though they're doing it that way. Now, there was a problem that came up at a conference I was at a year ago at MIT where a big time, Big-time financial advisor was being... was really put in the hot seat. And I'll even tell you who it was. It was Rick Edelman. Rick Edelman, Mm -hmm. huge guy that used to be fees and commissions, now says he's a fee-only advisor. There were people that were asking him while he was on stage, if there is a product that's part of your platform as a fee-only advisor, where you can have it on your platform and you manage it where you get paid, versus an asset that you don't get paid on. Namely, by the way, it was a conference on annuities. Versus mm-hmm. a person where clearly an immediate annuity that whatever, and Rick has said time after time he's like the the annuity industry is so ugly that we don't go near it, and this person said, but if it if it is true, and you're a fiduciary, and and mm-hmm. it was it was really interesting, Bobby, watching him waffle. Watching him go, mm-hmm. well, you know, I uh, this fiduciary standard might go, and so I think that with big firms like Rick's, and I'm just pointing out Rick because there's a ton of these people, right? That mm-hmm. uh, with a, a lot of firms like Rick, if it's not on their platform, and they say they're a fiduciary, are they really? And so maybe to your point, maybe they're not. They're not putting the word fiduciary up there because they're also worried about the lawsuit. Uh, of listen, how come you haven't recommended anything that's not on your platform? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's, it's. I just, I, I don't know what the incentive is for them to promote the whole idea of a fiduciary. It's
1: yeah, also part of it. Yeah. No, there is none then because if they're promoting fiduciary, then, then they're, they're inviting the question. If you're a fiduciary, why is every single investment you recommend on your platform where you get paid? Right. Yes. And the and
0: smaller it, firms, though, are more likely to put it on their website. I thought that was interesting, too. What do you yes. think is going on there?
1: I think that smaller firms, A, much, m- much, um, much uh, uh, earlier in the in in the process of growing the firm, uh, still trying to actively get new clients. But also, I think smaller firms, and this is a growing segment of the audience, are not doing assets under management. Like the uber geeky part of financial planning right now is – is this whole thing about assets under management and saying fee only, is this really correct? Because there's people like me that think, I don't think you are fee only. If 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 you're one percent person, I think that's kind of a commission. Even though don't get me wrong, you know, I love the Fisher Investments ads right now, which crack me up about how and 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 guys, this is my snark, not Bobby. So don't blame her for this. But 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 when I see and I don't know if you've seen these ads, Bobby, but there's these ads that go, hey, we're way different than other advisors because we do better when you do better. That's how we do. Your advisor's a slime ball, but we do better when you do better. And that's how we do things. There's no commissions. No, what they're actually telling you is we're trying to have you have us manage all of your money. We're asset gatherers. And when you put it with us, we're charging you a fee based on the percentage that we have. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, that's still a damn commission. And by the way, it's not innovative. It's what everybody else does. So Mr. Fisher, your advertisement saying that you're so cool and everybody else isn't very misleading, very, very misleading.
0: I do want to point out to our listeners that there is nothing wrong with people being paid for their advice and for the hard work that they do put in to managing your money. It's about disclosure and it's about you making a proactive and informed decision that you're okay paying them in that way. Absolutely. And if you're okay, I mean, some people look, people say, why would somebody go to an advisor that's only paid on commission? Because sometimes people like, to get things for free. And the truth is we have t- lots of things we do for free where it's being supported by an advertiser, by somebody getting a commission and we're okay with it. So if you're okay with that, that's fine. Just just know how your advisor is getting paid. You, A lot of people don't wanna write a check for a fee once a year just to have somebody watch their money. They only wanna pay a fee if something actually happens.
1: Well, and there's something else going on here behaviorally. And and I kind of threw Rick Edelman under the bus earlier. I'm going to defend Rick here because Rick's book, The Truth About Money, one of my favorite books. And Jane Bryant Quinn, by the way, uh, one of our favorite people as well, Bobby, um, uh, She was she's a great journalist. Jane Bryant Quinn said the same thing. that The issue here is a commission-based advisor where you're just going to pay them a commission up front. What happens behaviorally is... It might be 85% correct, but they're going to make sure that you implement it. And I've seen a lot of people reach their goals using pretty crappy products, but they still got there because the commission-based person convinced them to continue to put money in it. So yes, it's not perfect. They're not getting you directly to your goals. There is a little bit of friction there, but you're getting there versus Jane and Rick both have done studies about fee only advice where the fee only advisor, if they truly are fee only, where they're charging you X amount of money right now for the plan, they don't care if you implement or not. They're giving you the Mm -hmm. best advice ever. And if you don't implement, they go, yeah, that's on you. Big deal. And behaviorally, we know that a lot of the time, and I'll tell you this as a former advisor, people tried to treat my advice like it was a buffet. And what was amazing was it's not a buffet. All of the advice dovetails. So when you don't do thing one, it affects thing two more often than it doesn't. And so the question is, which one is really better? A hundred percent perfect advice that you don't implement or 85% perfect advice where you do. I don't know the answer to that, and I'm not saying that commission's the way to go. I'm just saying I think it's a much, it's a much more interesting argument than the community, the, the financial journalism journalist community that wants to say fee-only, fee-only, fee-only all the time represents. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot more nuance.
0: I agree. I think people that work on commission or even that take the fee, fee-only that's a percentage, ongoing, they have an incentive to create a relationship and to deliver because they are only getting paid if you stay with them Yeah, and if you're actively engaging them. And a lot of people do like the fact that these firms that charge, you know, a percentage of your assets every year are, first of all, incent- they're constantly incentivized to keep you there. And they do often put out a lot of educational materials and work with you on uh, what you're doing and, and I want you to be vested with them long term.
1: It's, it's interesting. I heard the beep, 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 which means a lot of people that are live are, are, are commenting on this. Um, uh, uh, uh Alexis uh, here says that she likes the behind the scenes and kind of, I think she likes watching me get a, a hot about this stuff. It just, it just drives me crazy. Kimberly says, uh, that people are afraid people don't, don't know the term. I agree with that too. I think there's too many people that don't understand the word fiduciary. They have no idea what questions to ask. And um, that also is a frustration. So uh, in just a second, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaways from today's discussion. But first, really interesting platform. But Bobby, also something very interesting. I'm very interested in what people think about this fiduciary discussion. What's your takeaway?
0: Look, I think Wall Street already has a lot to deal with, um, especially, you know, look, the public doesn't always trust them. So it's in everyone's interest to both promote and adhere to the fiduciary standard if it applies to you. Um, Even if it means missing out on some commissions in the short term, in the long run, client trust will make up for those short term losses. So I do hope that companies and advisors and brokers, if you are held to if you do have to hold to the fiduciary standard, say it just say it and educate your people and, and be proud of it.
1: I, uh, I totally agree with that. Put it on the front page. Let's get people up to speed and be a part of this community. That uh, is the solution to a lot of the problems and not the frustration that I think uh, at the very least I, (laughs) I vented about today. The, 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 my takeaway is this, that where, you know, fiduciary is very important I think that the most important thing is not about fees. And that's what we hear a lot about, about advisors. Fees, 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 fees. I think you need to know how your advisor's paid. You need to understand that so you can understand the motivation, maybe behind the recommendations. But then you know what's more important? Understanding value and what are they doing for you. Fees don't make any sense until you know, what am I getting for the fee? You can compare fees all day, but they might be doing two completely different services. Start off with, is this person a fit for you? And then number two, how do they work and how do they get paid? And then number three, what is the fee for that work? And I think you're going to make a better decision. Very well said. Man, I get hot about this one. Thanks for chatting about it. And uh, Bobby, people want to help us make the shows this week. We got some great shows this week. How do they do that?
0: Best place to watch the show is on our YouTube channel, Money with Friends. Just go to YouTube, type in Money with Friends and be part of the show. You can subscribe and set alerts so you know when we are coming on. You also can find out the schedule in advance for the show by going to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com and just click on schedule. And of course, we're so excited about our new season of Thought Leaders. You can also find out more about them on our website by just clicking on Thought Leaders. Grants oh, about- and... Oh wait, don't yes. forget about our our, our Instagram at yes. Money Friends Pod.
1: Yes, absolutely. And uh one of those great thought leaders tomorrow with you, Bobby Grant Sabatier joins us. Bobby yes. and Grant will see you tomorrow. Millennial at, Money. At Money with Friends. Bye bye.